Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And welcome to Help I Sex With My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, aiming to answer your 21st century questions and find solutions to everyday dilemmas, like what do you do if you accidentally say doggers on the BBC News Channel? Um, That's a little bit outdated. Two things, Ben. That was so last week. And the uh, second thing, it, was, it wasn't the BBC News Channel, it was BBC Breakfast. So Yes, but in Ben's defence, it does actually get broadcast on the BBC News Channel. Mm. It's what's called simulcast in the industry. When your show is really big and popular, Jordan, well, if your show ever gets really big and popular, you might get broadcast across two networks at the same time, and that's what's called a simulcast. I think you were probably ill that day at Media Studies University degree. And should you tell your colleagues if you're hungover at work, oh, I'm worse for that, I tell everyone. I'm, there's no, no discretion with me. I'm like, I'm rough. I'm hanging out. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, but we're not your usual agony ants? Are we, William Hansen, UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we are not, Jordan North, radio presenter. I'm more Lamborghini, you're more Lambrini. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) How have we never done that before? (laughs) Thank you to Natalie Curry for sending that one in. How How have we never done that one before? In fact, that was so good. Should we toast Natalie? Because that that was excellent. That That was our best one. Yeah. Natalie, we raise our D to you. Mm. Mm. Lovely. We are still having our gin and tabonet. One part gin, two parts tabonet. Although, actually, um, in the Savoy cocktail book, my friend Tom pointed this out to me, which is sort of in in mixology is sort of the, the Bible written in the 30s. Um, they actually give the recipe for a gin and debonnet as one part gin, one part debonnet. So it's half and half. Now, when I saw Tom a few weeks ago, we actually tried the Savoy measure of gin and debonnet. My God. I mean, normal gin and debonnet, pretty lethal. The Savoy measurements of gin and debonnet, whoa. So what, it was a double shot of each? Well, it's it's equal parts gin and debonnet. So there's more gin, and it's the gin strength. And actually, my friend Jonathan made the very valid point that if you are using a naval strength gin, Mm. which is uh, often 50-60% alcohol, and you are also then adding de bonnet, which is about 15% alcohol, you're over the 60% limit, which kills corona. So actually, a gin and de bonnet... (laughs) 
You drink that. You're corona-free. Uh, anyway, this is the podcast where you send in your dilemmas and Jordan and I offer our sometimes contrasting advice. Yeah, so if you want to help with something, then you can tweet us at sexofmybus. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexofmybus.com. Or you can write to William, who now promises to write a handwritten, sanitised reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sexofmybus.com. Also, if you're enjoying what we're doing in lockdown, we would love for you to leave us just a little review on iTunes or wherever you can leave them, just a, a nice little review. You can give us a shit one as well if you want. Um, I've had another week of ordering random shite online drunk again. Oh, what, um, what, what have we particularly ordered? I got in from work yesterday and I've ordered six brandy glasses and 20 plug-in air fresheners. Why do you need six brandy glasses? Well, I don't even I don't even have any brandy. I don't particularly like brandy, you know. I, oh no, I, it's quite nice if you've had mm, a heavy meal. Yeah, you said that. I tried it mm. when I was in Spain with my dad. Mm, I love my whiskey. But yeah, I ordered brandy glasses. And the plug-in air fresheners I've got, every time you walk it past them when they're plugged in, I'm like, I can't breathe. Oh, I'm going to have asthma attack. It's too strong. And it's it's fresh cotton, well, so it smells how like many did you order? laundry out all the time. 20. How many did you order? 20. Well, if you've plugged all 20 in, no wonder it smells so awful. No, I didn't plug 20 in. I plugged two in, one in hallway and one in my room. But yeah. Do you ever do that? I mean, I would... What, order random things? Online when you're drunk? No. Oh, it's okay. not, not my speciality. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever order, a, even if I was drunk, a plug-in air freshener. Do you, what, a plug-in air freshener's common? Here we go. Yes. Are they? The worst is the ones that you get in public toilets, or just people have them. The ones that just every now and then squirt out air freshener, it squirts it right in your face. You're like... <coughs> Uh, the, the people you used to live with uh, used to have uh, one of those positioned directly uh, in front of the loo. So when you were standing there, you know, freshening up mid-dinner, this thing would go yeah. and spritz you. And it was, it's, yeah, it's not, not pleasant. It's like you're being yeah. shot. You get it in your mouth and all sorts. Always have it pointing away from people. <laughs> a reed diffuser is a lot smarter. Uh, or a bowl of potpourri. I mean, a bit retro. Potpourri. Uh, I used yes. to eat that when I was younger, and I've turned out perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, uh, my auntie Linda came in one day, and I was—I had it on the lap like a bowl of popcorn. I was just eating it, watching telly. <laughs> she tells a story a lot better than me. Something that came to my attention the other day was that there's been some new research out about sexy accents. Oh yeah. And they have this uh, this company have done research to see which are the top twenty accents in order of attractiveness. Okay, can I guess which is at the top? Yes, and this is not just the UK. This is this is global. Well, my top three are Northern Ireland, Belfast. Hmm. Uh, not on the list. Oh God! North oh East. well, I- Irish is, but not Northern Ireland. Geordie, northeast accent. Uh, Geordie is on the list. Yep, Geordie's fit. And uh, I am quite partial to the Scouse accent. Um, I, yes, I do... that is on the list. Is it? Mm. Relatively low down, but it is on the list. Yeah, I'll stick with that as my top three. Then I'd go for Wales and then... Uh... Welsh is on the list. Yes, quite low down, but it's on the list. Yeah, and then I'd say Essex. Uh, gosh, bizarrely, that is on the list. See, I know we top five fittest accents. But you, but no, well, then these aren't—they're your top five. Okay, but they're not 
the worlds. Do you know what the first most attractive accent is? Is it Burnley? (laughs) No, Burnley's not on the list. Oh, that doesn't that surprise me. I don't even think... No, Lancashire is not on the list. Okay. Hello. Bristol. No. How dare you. RP, received pronunciation. Is that number one? That is number one. Number two was New Zealand. Number three was Edinburgh. I'm not going to lie to you. RP is, like, uh, not yours, but when someone speaks properly. Hello, Jordan. How are you today? Are we doing ASMR right now? Once the recording's over. What are you going to do to me? (laughs) I'm going to get that dressing gown. No. (laughs) It's getting weird now. Um, No, I'd agree with that. I'd say RP's... No, I'd actually agree with that. I mean, it's nice to... I mean, look, obviously, Mikey and I are very happy in our relationship, but should anything ever go, you know... I'm, I'm a realist. Should anything ever not work out, then it's nice to know that with my accent, all I need to do is go and stand on a street corner in London, open my mouth, and they'll come running. That actually reminds me of you talking about Mikey. Last week, someone Googled William Hansen's husband. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and I came up... It's like the first thing if you Google William Hansen's husband is pictures of me and William Hansen together. We're not married. Someone actually tweeted. I, I mean, I don't have a husband, regardless of who it is. Someone actually Mike tweeted. A Gene Diva tweeted, have I missed the wedding episode? <laughs> Although, Jordan, actually, it suddenly come back to me. During our, li- our last live tour at the start of this year, we did get married on stage. Do you think something in that was legally binding? If, technically, if it was an illegal building and there was... No, no. You got one of our stuff. venues could have been legal. Mm. Yeah, it was one of the skits we did last year. I had to. We said before the tour last year we will have an audience vote before the interval. Who has to wear the dress? And Jordan was convinced. You spent weeks going. No city will vote for me. It'll always be you in the dress. And Listen. every single night on tour, the audience cheered for me to wear the dress. So I had to come out in a dress. Because yeah. you failed to realise a camp man in a dress is fairly standard. Okay, <laughs> that's that's nothing. Okay, we've you know we've got RuPaul's Drag Race, that's been undone. You, a big hairy man in a dress, that's funny. Big. I was under twelve stone during that tour, actually, and I've not got back to that. Well, you've got lots of hair, is what I meant. Okay, thank you. Anyway, my accent is sexy. Lancashire not even on the list, so sorry. Uh, is uh, Mikey's Hometown of Wakefield on the list. I know that does it for you. They haven't been that specific, but Yorkshire is number six. Oh, William. Manchester, which I suppose is the closest to your accent, is number 14. I've got a right sexy accent, so I have. Get up them dancers and get on that bed, you little minx, you. I think there's quite a gap between some of these accents. In ter- I mean, they've put the, the fifth sexiest accent is German. Yeah. We oh. will have a good time. <laughs> you want a sexy time with me? No, I've ruined it. I've ruined it. Do I mean, it Germans again. are terrible at small talk. Presumably, they're really bad at foreplay. Mm. Doing the German accent again—that's class. You will have a good time. <laughs> I have allotted seven and a half minutes for this. <laughs> uh, did you? Did I tell you about that German fellow who broke down? No. Me and my dad tried to help him fix his car. His tyre My dad gone. and I. 
my dad and I, his tyre had gone, he was a German, and we opened the boot to get his spare tyre, there was a big slab of meat in the back. I mm. said, what's that? He said, it's my spare veal. <laughs> I think that was one of your jokes of the week. <laughs> How weird. I've, I've got so many jokes since we scrapped Jordan's joke of the week. It'll, we will bring it back. Okay. Yeah, loads of people have actually been asking for us to bring Jordan's joke of the week back. But but look, I'm just I'm just I'm just raising the level of this podcast from a literary point of view so we stand a better chance of winning next year if we are nominated again for British Podcast Award because clearly that's what the judges go for. Did you hear about that cat that tested positive for corona? No. Don't ask me how. <laughs> okay, this is why we rested Jordan's joke of the week. Um Look, you, you've had your brother staying over, haven't you? Yes, I have. Oh, my God. Nightmare. Right, so the first night he gets here, again, he stayed just before Preston went into lockdown. I've been so lucky. Mm. I know. So um, the first night he got here, he, he parked in someone's car park and they kicked off. Um, I don't know if we can right. say this, but the person who's space he parked in is like the person in our neighbourhood that we're all a bit scared of so that was a nightmare and then don't ask me how this happened he met me after work and we booked a pub we track and traced we washed our hands and everything before we entered the pub we socially distanced and I think it was all a bit too much for him and he said I'm just going to nip to the loo and I said when you're on the way to the toilet ask the lady if they're doing eat out to help out because there's no point in paying full price for food is there so his girlfriend was speaking to him at the same time and this is where I think his wires got crossed and I, I don't know what she was saying to him and she was like, no, you can't, not here. And I went, just go up to the bar and ask. He went, what? I went, just go up to the bar and ask the lady. She won't buy it. He went, what are you on about? I went, just ask the lady on the way to the toilet. And he's still speaking to his girlfriend so he's got like two people in his ear. This is where I think the confusion set in. So as he walks to the bar, he looks at me and I'm like, what is up with him? So he goes to the bar and he went, excuse me, are we allowed to have a poo in your toilet? She went, right. sorry. And he was about to ask her anyway. Well, you're... I went, no. I said, ask her if they're doing the eat out to help out. So I think that sums it up. He come back after what seemed like an eternity. I was like, what did you ask that for? He went, well, I don't know. With corona and everything, are you allowed to do it in public? T-? I was like, we're going. We're going. So yeah, he stayed over, but it was nice to see I simply, his... I think the nice, I had to ask that in a coffee shop the other day. And I think that the nice way to say is, uh, are your lavatories open? is uh, probably. Are we able to use your lavatories? You don't need to go into any more specifics than that. Um, well, it's in the news in the UK at the moment. It's uh, the, the big discussion is whether pantomimes will be allowed to return at the end of the year, because obviously that's a big tradition. It's a tradition that we have in Britain and not many other countries have. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is. Do you like pantomime? Are you a panto person? Yeah, I used to love the pantomime. Actually, when I was obviously at you were in a pantomime at school. We talked about it in the bonus yeah. episode. I was actually when I was at Rock FM. We tried to get me into the local pantomime at Preston. What were they um, doing? Uh, I think I was. I think I was. I think I was going to be buttons. I can't remember it. Right. But um, it was very local radio. I actually was really up for it, but we couldn't make it work. My schedule. It meant like because you do two shows a day, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah. certain day. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I would have finished it. Yeah, we just couldn't make it work, but yeah, 
I do like Gosh. the pantomime. A lot of people turn their nose up at pantomime, a lot of thespians, but they keep, um, from what I'm told, they keep theatres open. Yes, that, and of course that's, that's the big drama because, you know, will theatres be able to sort of function next year without a pantomime? But I think there probably is a way to do a, a corona-friendly pantomime. Mm-hmm. You could do Peter Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Could be quite Very good. good. Um, self-isolating beauty. Hang on a minute here, Gene Devers. William's done a bit of prep and obviously written these down before the podcast episode, so crack on. Listen, don't don't throw my prep and your lack of prep <laughs> in my face. Come on, what else have we got? Uh, a lad indoors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ben says that sounds like my type of movie, cheeky bitch. Snow White and the Seven Socially Distanced Dwarfs. <laughs> good, very good. Uh, and when they shout, he's behind you, it will obviously be at a safe two metre distance. <laughs> Do you know as well with Pantomime, there'll be so many little corona innuendos and jokes, won't there? Well, if they allow it, yes. Mm. Yeah. I think it's the way forward. I think there's a way to do it. Do you know what? If if there is one on over Christmas, we should go and see one, because it hel- A, it'll help the theatre, and B, I've not been to a pantomime for years. If you were going to be in any pantomime, which is your favourite pantomime, which one would you rather be in? I think Cinderella. I remember Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack and the that. Beanstalk, and that's such a forgotten pantomime. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I pretty much am Jack. I would be sent out with a cow and come back with magic beans. No, I'd come back with a tin of beans. <laughs> True. Well, uh, all right, are we ready for William's wacky word of the week? We are. Okay, do it, do it proper. William's wacky word of the week. <laughs> Bring and, back Jordan's joke of the week, that's what I say. And the word is funambulism. Funambulism. And I'll tell you the definition after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's William's wacky, wacky word of the week. Funambulism. Funambulism. And How would you spell that, please? F-U-N-A-M-B-U-L-I-S-M. A funambulism is... A demonst... You, you are Googling, aren't you? No, uh, I'm... I don't know. Go on. It's a demonstration of cleverness. We'd just say he's a smartass. Well, we would say he's... Fun- or she. Or she. She's a smart Funambul- Funambulic, maybe? Funambulic? Funambulism. So, it, it, is it somebody that rubs it in your face that they're intelligent? Or 
No, it's just, you know, he's demonstrated his cleverness by using a word like funambulism. Yeah. Ben's just said in my ear, I've got some controversy about William's Wacky Word of the Week. Go for it. (gasps) No, I did. I said thank you to Connor. I definitely said thank you to Connor, unless you cut it. Right, let me clear. This is what I've got to put with. Ben's just said that somebody sent in last week's Wacky Word of the Week and William didn't credit them. Plagiarism. I, I did. I did, because you went, are you ever going to come up with your own content, William? So we did definitely keep that in. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Bloody hell. Who's took the jam out your donut? Oh, that's a nice saying. Oh, actually, <laughs> I know for a fact you haven't got donuts in your house, because Mikey's worried about you getting the old diabetes. So William's, diabetes. William's not allowed any nice snacks in his house at the moment. And that's why I'm looking forward to eating out with you. I know, it's just going to scoff a big cake, aren't you? Oh, in fact, no, you won't. It's me. I'm paying. <laughs> well, I just ordered the pudding then. Okay. Now, we often use ideas from our episodes for our live show, so maybe we could do a mini pantomime. In the live show? Yes. Oh, that's a great shout. Because yeah. pantomime doesn't just have to be at Christmas. You can we get could... summertime pantomimes. We could do a, a panto and bring back the characters of Wilfred and Justin. Well... You say that, Ben, next week, set your diaries, is off on holiday. And apparently he's going to use his holiday as a writing retreat because he is so keen for one of our future bonus episodes to write the next instalment (gasps) of Wilfred and Justin, as told by Ben. That's great, yes. Oh, that's a great idea. Ben's going to write the next chapter of Wilfred and Justin. If if you're thinking what you're going on about earlier on in this series, I... um, it was a particular low. I was in lockdown and going through a creative spell and I decided to write a script about Wilfred and Justin, two friends. Well, this is off the back of your, your amazing seminal piece of comedy about a picky tea. One was a posh boy and one was a really common northerner. I don't know where the idea come from, I really don't. And the characters were Wilfred and Justin. Didn't they have a friend called Producer Bob? Yes. Yes. And wasn't um, Wilfred's boyfriend called Mickey? Uh, I believe so. <laughs> How do I think it up? Genius. Genius. Honestly. So Ben is very keen to write his interpretation because I think he, his part wasn't big enough in uh, either of my... Yes, what? that's that's mainly it. Well, Ben thinks he could write a better one than, than either I did when I did my version or when uh, Jordan did his version. So we shall see, Gene Devers. So once Ben comes back from his uh, writing retreat... You just know he's going to be there with his floppy hair, his... Wearing a beret with circular glasses, smoking a cigarette, even though he doesn't smoke, on a typewriter, being all arty and writing it out. Catherine, I've told you, I'm writing. Get away. Ben's, that's Ben's writing voice. Very similar to William's father's voice. Because <laughs> you can only do three voices. Uh. Right, uh, anyway, well, any other ideas for the, uh, for the live tour, please let us know. Or indeed, uh, just go and buy your tickets. That would be nice. Uh, there aren't many left for certain dates, so uh, don't hold back. We're going to bring something back now that we haven't done for a while. We're going to bring back our Give Me The D competition. Oh, yeah, we've not done this for donkeys. This is your chance, Gene Divas, to win a bottle of De Bonnet. All you have to do is go to our social media, uh, look at the rules under a specific post uh, that'll say, Give Me The D Competition, do what it tells you, and... Uh, a week later, we will at random pick a winner and a bottle of De Bonnet will be coming your way. Now, we do have a nice theme song that goes with this. Mm-hmm. Jordan, can you remember the words? I can remember it. Are you ready? Yep. A one. On. A two. two. A, a one. one. Two. two.
Three. I want the D. The D. Stop it. You're doing this now to piss me off. Don't. Just do it proper. Okay. Sorry, that was a bit. You can count in then. A one, a two, a one, two, three. I want the D. I want the D. I need need it it now. now. Please tell me when. Please tell me when. Please tell me how. Please tell me how. I'm thirsty thirsty and willing willing and can I? You're. You slow down in the bits that we don't slow down in, and you speed up in the bits. You're being a knobhead now. You're doing it on purpose. Come on, one more time. Right. <clears throat> a one, a two, a one, two, three. I want the I D. Want the D. I, I need, need it. Need <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, conduct, Jordan, conduct. Use those two things at the end of your shoulders and conduct me. If I could reach through my screen now, I'd grab your throat. Right. <clears throat> a one, a two. I want two, three. I want, I want the, the, the D. <laughs> I need it I now. I need it now. Please, Please tell, tell me when. Please tell Please me tell how. Please how. I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty and willing and... and <laughs> Your conducting is terrible. You're just so come on. <laughs> so come on. <laughs> you see. see. So come on, boys. Come on, boys. Give me Give the D. Give me the D. People asked for that to come back. I'm gl- I'm, they're probably regretting us. That was a disaster. That was a disaster. First question, please, William Hansen. Our first question is from Kaylee. Hello, William, Jordan and Sexy Ben. I don't actually know what Ben looks like, however, but I have created an image and I'm sticking with it. Think of a hipster that's giddy on coffee and has been kicked through a charity shop backwards. That's what he looks like. And in the right light looks a little bit like Anne Widdicombe. <laughs> With lockdown easing slowly and my usage of Bumble, the dating app, becoming more prolific, I wonder how soon is too soon to get flirty during a socially distanced period. I was speaking to a nice guy, or so I thought, for five weeks. We had good conversation, shared interests, sent a few selfies, voice notes and calls. One night last Friday, after a few drinks, we were texting, and it soon became a game of erotic text badminton. Unfortunately, his shuttlecock was 30 miles away, but I digress. A few photographs were sent back and forth, and as it has been quite a while, I'm not ashamed to admit that I was a little horndog with my dressing gown handy, and we had a great time. Or so I thought. Did she write to you, Jordan? Mm-hmm. One week later, and I'd been left on red for 24 hours twice in seven days. I've decided this wasn't for me and sent the obligatory wish you all the best text. I would like to add that I'm not concerned that he did not like the look of me after we sent photos, as I had proof of a soldier ready for battle, and I have a cracking pair of tits. Hashtag body positivity. <laughs> His reply was amicable, and he said that we probably aren't compatible if I can't make time for you right now, but you never know what the future holds. What an absolute tosspot. This leads me to think, how soon is too soon to show off your cat flap? Had I waited until we had our loosely arranged, not set in stone date this Thursday, before taking the texting to sexting, would it have helped or was it always doomed to fail? Much love from a loyal podcast wench, Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee, you, you're my so. Oh, I, I Kaylee would be my mate. I love Kaylee. Uh, no, it's not your fault. Just because you sexted, it doesn't mean that he cancelled well, the date. He he was probably going to do it either way. Um, I think he was just after a bit of fun via sexting, and then got his fun and thought, well, I don't need to take her on a date now. So f him. And you crack on with your cracking 
and there's plenty more fish in the sea. He did not, I genuinely think that you sexting didn't lead to that. He just wanted his fun. He got his knocks off and got his knocks off, got his rocks off. I don't know. So don't blame yourself. Kaylee, I think you were too, you were too giving. No, I disagree. No, I think if you have, you know, clearly I don't think he had, Jordan, what are you doing? I'm sweating. I'm lifting my top up. Go on. Well, don't. This is a professional engagement. Professional. Um, I think you, you gave away too much. I think you need to um, keep the mystery and keep them wanting more. And, I mean, look, it's completely your choice if you wish to sext, send photographs, your call. Uh, it's not something I would advise, but, again, it's a free country. But I think possibly he was just using you for one thing, he had that, and then he wasn't interested. Mm. Now, if you give everyone what they want immediately, then they, there is no need for them to come back. So I would perhaps... Um, refrain from uh, from doing that until you have met someone, gone on a couple of dates, and you feel comfortable doing it. But although clearly Kaylee feels comfortable doing it as is, so you know. Top tip for when you're next sexting: the word pulsating is a great word, and I'll leave that with you. A, it makes you sound clever. B, it leads you to a, an imagination, and C, it's just yeah, never fails. I can't remember the last time I sexted. Seriously. Like, we're talking years ago. Really? Mm. Can I just say, there's a PS here. You can say my name, or even better, get Ben to say it. Sorry, Zoe. Who's Zoe? Maybe she thinks Zoe is Ben's girlfriend? Yeah, it's Kat. Hi. Um, or she has a friend called Zoe. Hi, Kaylee. Thanks for your message. Um, cracking. Yeah, thanks, Kaylee. Mikey has uh, obviously can hear what we're doing and has texted me with another pantomime suggestion. Oh, go on. S- Snow White and the Seven Symptoms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can do better, Mikey. <laughs> the hours must fly by in that flat. Shut up. Uh, Dear William and Jordan, please keep me anonymous as the person in question may listen. My brother and his girlfriend, we'll call her Ellie, have been together on and off for five years now. When I was on holiday with my friends, I met someone who knew Ellie from university. This new holiday friend started to tell me about Ellie's sexual conquests, which were all hot gossip at the time, not knowing that I knew Ellie. After doing some quick calculations, I worked out that she had slept around with seven people whilst they were together, and not in one of their breakup periods. I haven't told anyone this yet, and it's been nearly a year since I found out. If I tell my brother, he will get mad at me rather than her. So what do I do, and who do I tell? Looking forward to seeing you in London in 2021. Jordan, what do you think? Hmm... I mean, this is a tough one, isn't it? Mm. Well, why don't you summarise what... what uh, just, you know, break it down. Summarise what that um, genius read, said. Read the last bit again. Sorry, I was on my phone. Sorry. Say it again. Sorry, I was on my phone. Say, I've been a bad, bad boy. I've been a bad, bad boy. You're not right, you. Do you want me to just do the whole thing again? No, just read the last bit. I got it. So this correspondent has realised that her brother's girlfriend has been sleeping around. Yeah. And uh, whilst they're in a relationship with her brother. So does she tell her brother? Yes, I got that. Or, well, you asked me to summarise. Who should she tell? What should she tell? What should she say? What does she do? It's a tricky one, this, because they always say if you tell them, then you're the bearer of bad news and you're the one that usually gets... 
punished. Um, if it wasn't your brother, I would say stay out of it. If it was just a friend or someone you knew or a colleague, stay out of it. But I think if it's your brother, yeah, you've got to tell him. It's that's that. If I, if it was my brother, I'd have to, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, but she she is worried that the brother will actually just get mad at the sister um, rather than at the girlfriend. Mm. Which may happen, which is fair enough. Um, I probably... What would I do? Or you could maybe say to Ellie, drop into conversation that you met, name of person that she might have slept with. Oh, I met your friend, da-da-da-da, who, let's call him, I know, um, Roger. I met Roger, uh, who I believe you, you met last year. Oh, I believe and you just Roger. Almost as if I set that up, and I I would just leave it like that, and uh, and see what she says or does, and then maybe a few weeks later you could go. I met um, Paul, your no. Friend. See, you sound like something from a Jackie Collins novel, the evil next door neighbour. Just tell your brother straight, like don't be going round other people's back and dropping hints and being. Vicious, just tell it. You do need to, to uh, yes, but you do need to make sure, correspondent who has asked to remain anonymous, you are absolutely positive in your facts and that you are right. Mm. And actually, whether it's one person that she sort of had an affair with or seven doesn't really matter. But as long as you have got categoric, not proof, but just make sure that you know what you're doing before you go down that road. Okay. Okay. Is what I would say. Good advice. Now, big, big, big. We have a handwritten letter. Oh, you got your gloves on? Uh, yeah, well, Ben has taken a photograph, so he potentially has, is riddled now with corona. I am fine, uh, because I have a photograph of it. Uh, lovely uh, paper. They've put their address. They've put our address. They've formatted it nicely. Only downside is they've put Dear Jordan and William, not Dear William and Jordan. So here we go. Now, pay attention to this one, Jordan, because I'm only reading this once. I'm, I'm, I'm all yours. Thank you. How about the letter? Yes. Dear William and Jordan, I went through a Tinder dating stage and wanted to share some of my experiences with you to get your thoughts. I was dating a guy for a while and wanted to be sure I liked him before having sex. It was all going well until our fifth date, where he said CPS was getting a bit high. I asked him what CPS stood for, and he said cost per shag. (gasps) Is CPS a thing when dating? And how much should you invest? Thanks for your help in advance. Good luck with the tour. Kindest regards, Sophie. Wow. I mean, I always thought CPS was Crown Prosecution Service. Well, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> but cost per shack. I mean, I mean, that's disgusting. That's awful, isn't it? I, just, I would just like to say that, that, that men and women in these uh, three correspondence that we have done today don't come out of this very well. Um, no, I don't think CPS is a thing. It's probably a thing that a load of knobhead, toxic masculinity... What's it called? Toxic masculinity. Tos- toxic masculinity lads think's funny, but... Mm, yeah. No, I don't like it. I'm not keen on that either. It sounds a bit... Mm. And yeah. anyone that talks about cost per shag um, probably isn't worth dating at yeah. all. Or even giving any of your time and attention to. So he's probably like thinking, I'm get, I'm taking around five dates here. Hopefully I'll get an out. Which is fine, because people do think that, let's be honest. But yeah, cost per shag. Don't like the no, sound just, of that. Just block him. Sack him block off. Him. 
Sack him off. Sack him off. Hugely wonderful that we had a nice letter. So thank you very much. If you want to write a a handwritten letter or indeed any piece of correspondence, all the information is on our website, sextedmyboss.com. Show me handwriting. Was it nice? Let me have a look. I like seeing people's handwriting. Oh, yeah, it's quite nice, actually. It's very neat. I don't think it's cursive. It's not joined up. Should you join up when you're writing a letter? It's generally considered more grown up. Oh, I write in capitals. Yeah, well, there we go. It's neater. It's, <laughs> do you know, bless her cotton socks. My mum used to write letters into school and I once got sent to the headmaster's office because they thought I forged it. Or she wrote windy. That's a bit harsh. I mean, insult me, but not my mother. Come on. <laughs> I say, how can I say that, actually? <laughs> How could yes? You you ritually almost every week insult my mother. I and don't defame insult her. your mother. And again, for the record, I'd like this to go on the record. All my impressions of William's parents are not accurate. They are lovely people. I wish they will never hear this podcast. I'm worried that when we go on tour next year, and obviously you two are more than welcome to stay, and if Stu's with us, the invitation extends to him. Stu might have the wonderful idea to fire up his laptop and play my mother some of the impressions. So we're going to have to either not invite Stuart. Uh, confiscate his laptop um, or sedate him. Yeah, our executive producer of the podcast, we do actually have an exec, said, would it be funny if we played the clips of Jordan doing his impressions and we recorded your mum and dad's reaction? No! No, it would not be funny. No, it would not be funny. God, no. They'd probably be more cross with me than you. William, who is this imbecile doing impressions of me on your father? Why is he doing impressions of me? I'm not even drunk. The only hope would be that we play it to them and then they're just too drunk to, to remember it the day later. I'm so offended. Oh, um, actually, whilst you're here, Mrs Hanson, why don't you read the last bit of the script? OK, my darling. So if you want our help with something, then you can tweet us at sextedmyboss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com. Or you can write to my William who promises a handwritten reply in his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. Drinks! 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 We are done! Yeah, it's only half ten. I don't care! Drinks! 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.